Hey, Jim. Yes, ma'am. Do we have a special guest today? We do. Light from Lantern presents. Knit a spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Welcome to Knit a Spell. Our guest today is Auntie Cindy Toto. Woo! She's a professional root worker, conjurer, a spiritual coach, an energy worker, a healer, an intuitive, a bone reader, and a friend. A friend in need is a friend indeed. She's (laughs) amazing. Welcome, Auntie Cindy Toto. Woo! Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to see you guys and be here. I am so happy to have you on. Now, of course, we are friends. We've known each other for, gee, a number of years now. Mm-hmm. And you're local to me in Seattle and to Katie in the Seattle area. And mm-hmm. I just adore you so much. And I am so glad you're here talking about our topic today, which is crafting with bones. The bones, or as Auntie Cindy Toto says, Dim bones. Dim bones. (laughs) She just put a bone in her mouth. So this is an episode that we're going to do really, really well describing. But dear listener, Mm. you should watch this episode on YouTube or on IGTV because Auntie Cindy Toto will be doing things like putting bones in her mouth or you'll see artwork or you'll see visuals that are just going to be amazing. So... Yes, a watch it if you can. Words. Exactly. Mm. Well, I'm excited. Yes. Me too. It's a, a topic that uh, some people might shy away from, but as a person who loves to use natural alternatives to things, I'm totally into. So, having a actual specialist, someone who knows what they're doing, on here to kind of uh, dig into it a little bit is a really big treat. Yay! Mm-hmm. So let's talk about bones. Um, well, let's talk about you, Cindy, um, Auntie Cindy. So let's talk about your history. So tell us a little bit, be a bit, a little bit more about you beyond the bio that I said, Mm -hmm. how, like how you identify, how you got into sort of the mystical world. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I've, I have been, as you mentioned, I've been into, um, I've been doing root work professionally and reading people and for over, geez, I started counting last night and went, wow, this has gotten really long. <laughs> so I would say um, professionally for about almost 30 years, um, I've, I was born um, on the coast of Texas in Louisiana. My uh, heritage is uh I'm Cajun and Lebanese. My grandmother on my mother's side um, was um, a sharecropper and um, had 13 kids. And she took all her children to the root doctor because that's all they could afford to do. And the root doctor would tell her what to do. And that I remember uh, my mama talking about Miss Louise and Miss Louise, whoever Miss Louise was, the root doctor would say, you know, go home and do this tea and take this bath and do these say these prayers over them and so, so on and so forth. And so um, this was something that that grandmother practiced. And then my Lebanese grandmother read um, cards and coffee. She read playing cards and 
and coffee grinds and all that kind of thing because she had a boarding house. And so the boarders would ask her to do their um, their readings for them. So as I got older and realized that these were gifts that were passed to me and I started um, working more uh, with them and would just make stuff for people on a kind of here, try this and do that. And that's how it all gets going. And then you, <laughs> and then you just keep developing and, and that's my story of how it works. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So root work um, is a form of American folk magic, just for folks to understand yes. this is healing. It's often what people did as a form of healing or remedies for whatever might be ailing you. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, this is like, if I have a sore back, it's like medical things, but isn't it also like if I'm heart sick or if I just feel depressed or is it, is it, is it physical as well as psychological, as well as spiritual? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, I think what happens is as you develop or, and as you start growing in your practice, you figure out what you're really good at doing and what spirit is telling you you're supposed to do. So for me, I had to, I, when I first started out and, and of course, a lot of, a lot of conjure workers start with the, the kind of things that everybody hits, uh, gets a hit on is love work and financial work and health work and, um, and, uh, yeah, protection work and so on. And so for me, I was always, um, I was always called to do protection work, frankly, which was, um, it, which is real interesting because in my, what I call my straight business, in my other um, world, uh, the mundane job. world, my day <laughs> job, I also, I have been a manager of small businesses on their financial end pieces for many, many, many years. So that kind of ties into protecting when you're protecting people's money and when you're working with it, you um, you tend to also know how to make it change it up and make it work for people and, and help them on other ways. So I do a lot of that part of, I think the biggest part of being a, a, a root worker and a conjure worker is knowing effective cleansing mm. and effective cleansing carries over to all your work. So if you don't effectively know how to cleanse or cleanse a person and them follow your directions, then you know, you, you, that's how your work's going to work. You got to start with cleansing. Usually always, I don't know how I get off on this tangent, but <laughs> I think I that's have a amazing. strong foundation. Yes. It's, yeah. it is the foundation. Well, you got to start with a clean house. I mean, isn't that what all totally. of, every time we see one of those shows where they're like, I want to redo my house. I want to redo my kitchen. You got to start by cleaning the house and cleaning the kitchen Mm -hmm. before you paint it or remodel it or do anything that you want to improve. It always starts with the cleaning. And that's true of our bodies. It's true of us spiritually. It's true of us psychologically. I got to like clear the stuff before I can build something new. Right. That's right. And you know why I've always said, especially if you have something nasty going on and you just, and things ain't right. And you're just a mess the best thing you can do is get on your knees in front of the toilet and clean it mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and get all and talk everything out into that toilet and flush that sucker down. And that's how you're going to move. You're going to shift a whole lot of energy real fast in your Ooh. environment. Clean the toilet. 
Get your poop in a group. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But isn't that true? Like sometimes you just need a good cry or if you went out last night, sometimes you just need to like purge yourself and then you just feel better. Mm -hmm. Well, think about how you feel when you're, when you actually are sick and you have to be on your knees in front of the throne Mm -hmm. and you do cry and you feel real crappy and your whole body just lets loose because it's out of control. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. If you kind of go into that zone, but this way you're really cleansing it, cleaning at the same time, you're going to have some effective um, energy purge. Right. And that really is, I mean, we use the term, like I was heaving from my bones. I was sort of like, mm. you know, crying from the bottom, from my, from the, my core, from my bones. Right. Mm. So if we, right. think about, I, I think about that and like the topic of today is really thinking about how our bones and bones and how they're magical. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, we wanted to bring you in because I know that you work with, I have some experience also in magic with bones and Katie is going to talk about the, about the connection between bones and crafts and crafting. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about bones and the craft, <laughs> but what's your, your connection with bones, Cindy, Auntie Cindy, how do you work with bones in your practice? What is, and do you have an idea? What is your perspective on what bones represent? Mm. I have an well, idea too, but I'm curious what your perspective is. Um, there, I have, there's several mediums, if you will, or, or that I like to tie into all my work. And it's feathers, bones, keys, teeth, and railroad spikes. now i know that's not all sounds like what a hodgepodge of stuff but in fact when i build any kind of work um and anything that i'm making or that i've created it's gonna have usually all those things those pieces in it so bones for me first of all kind of um your every bone that you touch and every bone that you that you use, you're you're connecting to the spirit of that bone, of that creature, of that animal, or that person, or that whatever, you know, part it is. And and the the whole piece of it is the bone will talk to you if you're so inclined to listen or know how to work with them. So when I first started throwing bones, for instance, and got my bone set to throw, and I had never, I was like, whatever, I never knew, of, you know, knew about Bonto. And I'd already, I'd done stuff. And my friend Star actually turned me on. And she said, and it was 6 a.m. one morning early. We were at a, doing a, a big deal workshop thing in New Orleans, which we did every year for a long time. And we're, the old gals were up early. So I had, I had this set of bones she had given me the year before, but I never activated it, gone into it. And she goes, and I said, I'm going to get these bones and let's talk about it. So she, I got the bones out. We started talking about it. She starts telling me all this stuff. And that day, I completely flipped over and started reading with bones because they were just like, yuck, 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 yuck. Here's what this means. Here's what that means. Here's how you look at it. Here's how you read. And it was so easy in a way. It's my own way. Now, there are people who, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because there are people mm-hmm. who are learned 
oh my God, they've studied it. They've go, they know I don't, and this is not me. I just let the bones talk to me and tell me what I need to hear. Yeah. Mm. And then at the same time with your spirit. So if I'm reading you, first of all, I'm going to connect with, to you real hard and I'm going to call you in. Yeah. And then all of that transfers and then boom, it lays out. Right. Real fast. You've seen me do this a million times. Yes. So to, to describe it to people. So throwing the bones is a collection of bones, little bones and trinkets that are in either a bag or a box. And the we and the reader will take this collection, sort of shake it around. They'll cleanse it in a certain way. People, different people have different ways of doing it. And then they'll mm-hmm. cast it. So they'll, they'll, throw the bones or they'll toss them into a large bowl or a large dish or on a, or on right. a, uh, a fabric or a piece of leather. I've seen it done many ways, perhaps on a table or a surface. And then how the bones and trinkets drop, how they interact and interlock and touch each other and their distance from each other will mean something. And then what Auntie Cindy will do, she has a picker, a little like pointer piece, mm-hmm. and she'll pick through the bones and sort of point at them. And so perhaps the jawbone is touching the, um, you know, one like cat bone. And she'll say, oh, this means someone's talking about you. And this means something else. And over here, <laughs> and maybe, right. the, maybe there's a little dice um, and the die is up on the seven. And she's like, oh, lucky seven is up. And so this means you got some luck going on. And maybe the good fortune symbol is there. And she says, this is really fortunate for you. And so... Uh, what is ever speaking to her from your spirit and the spirit of the bones. And they're just in her mind and it occurs to her. So to get the picture of it, um, that, that picture of it is a really, it's, it's visually beautiful and amazing to see all of the little trinkets that are there as, as someone who's had their bones read by auntie Cindy, for me, it is, you're sort of like, drawn into the bones and like you're I'm just in I'm fascinated (laughs) and everything else in the room vanishes and all I hear is Auntie Cindy's voice and I see all the bones and all the trinkets and how they're interlocked and it's fascinating it is the coolest experience to get I mean I just can't praise I can't speak it up enough it is the coolest experience to have Auntie Cindy, read, do a bone reading for you. Oh my gosh. I want the sound, <laughs> the sound of the bones, like shaking around in the bag and then being cast down the, the sight of the bones, mm. the smell of the, of the rum as she's like purifying it, the incense. It's amazing. So this is what it, so if you're watching, here you go. Oh. If you, this is when you want to be watching. Yeah. So it's a right here. system essentially Pardon me? Just, it's a it's really a divinatory system like runes or tarot or anything absolutely different so cool yeah this so you know my base set of bones uh, is are these 13 and these are um these are raccoon bones mm-hmm. and then and this right here um is a raccoon jaw bone and then i got i've got all kind of little stuff i'm these are some big old moose uh knuckle bones and every and then you got like a bone dice and i have to have an alligator paw because that's me and i have to have a snake vertebrae and i'll show y'all some more of that later but this is kind of just i i just grabbed some off my stuff and then this is my black cat bone that was also from my friend's store and a real blessing bone to have because this is 
is about luck and protection when it's thrown on top of stuff. So there's kind of that. But I throw on um, my daddy and my father-in-law's white handkerchiefs. Mm. And I've always thrown on them because they both love me very much. And when I call in their spirit to ground me to when I'm doing this, boom, it's right there. So people throw on a lot of stuff. You can get real elaborate, but I've always used their handkerchiefs. And um, yeah, so that's why. Real I'm simple. There's so much love simple. in it and it's awesome. So why bones? Bones represent the earth element, right? So when we think about the legacy of bones, when an animal, um, you know, is dies, what is left after the animal is gone mm. are bones. Bones have been used for tools for the, like, you'll have a bone that will last for, uh, hundreds of thousands of years. It'll even, you know, fossilize, um, bones are used as tools by ancient people, um, bones are really, really powerful. They're actual tools and they're used as magical tools, you know, um, and those often come together, whatever people were using as actual tools to dig or cut or craft with always became then magical tools because they were tools for subsistence. They were tools for survival. And so they became very, very valuable and very, very important, right? If you found a, um, you know, a moose bone and you could form it into a spear or into a, a handle into something, it became really, really valuable because those were kind of hard to come by. They weren't once you started hunting, but a good one or a solid one that wouldn't break, you wanted those things and you would use those things because hunting was very hard and to get a moose or to get a big animal like that was a difficult task, right? And so yeah. you start to think about the power and the magic of the of the essence of an animal, of what remains of an animal and or of a human, you know, after our flesh is gone. This is like it starts to really connect with who with our essence and who we are. And so we start to think about our essence is in our bones. And so we have a lot of sayings of I was shivering to my bones. I'm cold to my bones. Yes. I'm. You know, you, so you see that the magic, you know, we have a lot of those kind of sayings, right? What are some of the sayings that you guys, that you both think about, like, that are in my, it's in my bones, right? The yeah, magic is to the bone. Chill, yeah. Mm -hmm. The magic is in Auntie Cindy's bones. It's just in her bones. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You feel, you, you know, the expression, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. yeah. You can, if you can feel it deep in your bones and, you know, think about, you know, as you get older and. And, and I've had to have this, you know, everybody's like, what's your bone density and all that. And that's why you're always about taking care of your bones. And, you know, like if a bone breaks and you just, it's a kind of, you know, it, it, it's, it's really, it's your, it's the base of everything to me. It's the base of everything. Um, as you were speaking about old bones and long bones and so on. Um, I have two. I want to show y'all these, even though they, it's hard to see. I'm all describing to these to everybody because I just got this one for Christmas. Mm. This is this is a rattle that is um, actually um, a tortoise or a turtle. I'm not. Wow. Yeah. Turtle shell. Yeah. And it's very, very old. I have no idea how old and um, given to me as a gift. And it's a treasure rattle. 
So this would be a huge piece to use in a cleansing or in a ceremonial, um, like in a, in calling in spirit in a dancing mood, but, but a gorgeous, gorgeous piece. And I'm just so proud to have it as a gift. Now, um, I also use um, coyote. This is a nice coyote bones. Um, or they're usually about five, six inches long and they're real strong. And you use coyote because it's, it's got such good energy around coyotes. They, um, I use them for rattles and for cleansing rattle. This is one that was made that has a chicken foot on the end because you're going to scratch. This is when you cleanse, you're going to scratch up everything and get everything off. And it's got, um, naturally it's got some nice chicken feathers here, some black chicken, it's got some cowrie shells, got some, um, hanging, uh, uh, snake um, vertebrae on here. And um, this one has a nice Native American feel to it. Got some little glass skulls and some, oh, I love these red rosary beads because these are all about protection. This is was made for one of my boys that um, that's his rattle. And I remember I had it here. <laughs> so I wanted to show you. It's a killer. I love it. Gosh. <clears throat> that's so beautiful. So I have a question before we go on our break. And I think it's an important one to talk about because it's what's essentially stopped me from working with bones. And that is the sourcing and the ethicalness of it. Like, where, where can I obtain these materials where I can be confident that the animals weren't tortured or whatever? Um, or it's, you know, how, how can I be, where can I get these things in a good way? Well, um, <laughs> I've had friends that, pick up roadkill okay so you know there's going to be the other thing just nature i mean that happens yeah. if you're if you're all about harvesting stuff yourself and and you can deal with it great um one um i have a entire cat skeleton that was given to me so my friends were um remodeling and they were digging up their backyard and they remembered that that uh this cat that was a tom he was a real casanova and he had died and they had buried him. And um, then they were going to remind, they went, oh, shoot, we're going to be digging up Casanova. Tom here, they call him Tom. So they they had dug him up, put it all in a jar and he it was in their garage. And so they're going to remind, they go, hey, we have this cat. And I'm going, oh, my God, of course, I'll take it. They wanted to give it to me. And from that cat, I made my spirit brother's first set of bones. So you see the, the whole way they come to you is a blessing. And so you got to kind of pass that on. Now I've bought bones when I'm looking for specific bones, there's a, a native American, um, a company up in, uh, New Jersey, some up way up there called, um, Chichester Inc. Mm. And I highly recommend you that they got everything you could mm. possibly want in a lot of ways. link. Yeah, super nice people to work with. And and of course, you have to um, mind your whatever your state's thing mm -hmm. is about what you bring in and what you don't. You know, you got to watch your P's and Q's there. And um, yes, good to know. And I get um, I have so many things that are people will give to me. And depending on who it is, I am really careful. Um, and then the. Crows, because I'm 
my totem is a crow and they're my like people and they're all over the place here at my house this is like right here's a little crow skull that um and so i work with this little guy when i'm for a lot of different ways and he stays around here he stays behind me on my altar so you know you it's how they come to you but um um i think in giving them and gifting to you is really great like mm-hmm. I love alligator piles. There's a big old alligator pile that came from Louisiana. And that's because from my Cajun side, I got to have the alligator paws. And so, I'm you from know, Florida, I, I feel that. Here you go, girl. <laughs> I my, think it's, my, my, my personal it's, rattle is an alligator paw on the end instead of a chicken foot. But oh, it's important to know, like alligators are not endangered. You know, that's an important mm-hmm. thing to know. And, you know, yeah. forcing, I like that, you know, if you can find an online or a company that's committed to sourcing ethically. And, um, you know, there are those out there. So do your research is a really important thing. And I love how we're able to find things, you know, like in the way that you said that they're passed along in those ways is really cool. Mm. Yeah. I have found that once you're open to working with something like that, they do, you do just kind of come across things. That's right. Uh, and maybe that's just like the law of attraction when you start looking for it, it comes to you. Um, but I also feel like when you start seeing it, that's also like permission from whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you found it, you can, you can have this. Right. You and never accept, never accept any kind of a magical tool with any fear in your, in your spirit. So if mm-hmm. you have any hesitation at all that, that you're like, Oh, that kind of creep like, oh, that creeps me out that that was her cat's bone. Well, then you don't, it ain't going to work for you. Hmm. It will, you absolutely won't work for you. And don't take it because that'd probably be a good sign too. So, you know, not everyone is called to work with bones. I'll be the first to say that. In fact, I don't meet, I don't meet a lot of people that are hmm. in terms of throwing them and reading them. And that kind of thing, I, you know, maybe more so nowadays back when I started, I didn't know a bunch, very many people, mm. but um, yeah. So, you know, don't force a form of divination on yourself just because it's out there. It's just like tarot. I got 25 tarot decks. I don't read tarot, frankly. <laughs> We've I got there. them if I need them, but I'll go to pull one up. And, eh, maybe not, but I'll read a playing card deck or I'll read a, you know, whatever. I got these great new crow cards that I just love that are fun. So, you know. Just got to find your thing. That's yeah, a good note for anything. Thing. Don't right. force. I love that quote. Don't force a form of divination upon yourself just because it's out there. That's a great quote. Correct. I would uh, also true. agree that that could be for anything like crafting too. This is something that you yes. choose to do. Like if knitting drives you nuts, you, you don't have to do this. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> reminding people that a couple of times. So yeah, you don't have to knit. You, don't have to. you can no, get a sweater boy. for like $20 over at the big box store. You don't have to do any of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our podcast is called knit a spell, but it could be crochet a spell or paint Certainly. a spell or yeah. glue a spell. Glue yes. a spell. Love a glue gun. Play a piano a spell. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. So to make a spell, really. Anyway. Okay. So that's awesome. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back. In mid October, I am teaching Introduction to Palmistry. And if you are on my website, thedivinehand.com, you can sign up to take Introduction to Palmistry four sessions. Ooh. You can learn 
to read hands, to read palms. It is the funnest class. So go to my website and read about it. There's a bunch of reviews on my website that tell you all about it. It's so fun. Well, you know where to go to find out more. It's thedivinehand.com. I just love my dog pancakes. In fact, she's the reason I designed the little blankie pattern. It's a cute little throw blanket with a hint of magic that's perfect for any baby, furry or not. Truth be told, I've been known to cuddle up with Little Blanky myself on a few chilly nights. Don't tell pancakes. Learn more about Little Blanky and all of my knitting patterns at lightfromlantern.com. And we're back. So in part two, I thought it would be fun to talk about the crafting instead of the craft. This is the crafting side of working with bones uh, mm -hmm. as a knitter. I'm pretty sure one of the first materials that knitting needles were made out of were bones. Uh, it would make perfect sense. And uh, still, there's a lot of places that will make things like, you know, buttons and um, things like that. But traditionally, um, the needles now are more like wood or metal, plastic, which ooh, makes me so sad. Um, Hashtag ban plastic. I mean, yeah, why though? So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in why you think someone should turn to a bone option as opposed to especially like a plastic option um, for crafting in, in any kind of case. Wow. Well, um, well, one, if you're, whatever you're making... You know, I, I see for me, anytime I'm crafting anything, I'm conjure crafting. Mm. So, in fact, I used to have conjure crafter noons <laughs> and me and, and my spirit brother would sit and we would literally conjure craft what we were making for whatever purpose. So let's say you're knitting something and I could easily see where because tying knots are a big thing in conjure work. So I could see where as you're knitting in, you're also knitting in a bone. And like, let's say you, let's say you have, and this is. Show us that box. Show us that box. You can get these. At so let me describe. Cindy just, Auntie Cindy just opened a great big box and it's full of ribs Rat and vertebrae. From rattlesnakes. Oh. Rattlesnakes. So Ooh, which is so fun. <laughs> and so you can. The cool thing about these guys is they're little vertebrae. They have little holes, right? And you can string this together. String the rib could, through the vertebrae. You could knit through the mm. vertebrae, right? And you and what this would do would be helping someone, or if you were in the whatever you're making, could be to help them for strength and flexibility. So let's say, so spinal work. So think about how you're trying to help somebody. Like here is a, here's a picture of a railroad spike oh, wow. that I did with all snake vertebrae. So it's a railroad spike and on the outside of it is attached all kinds of bones of, of snake vertebrae sort of hanging all around it. You can barely tell that it's a railroad spike inside there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, and of course the railroads... A railroad spike is my canvas. So I use railroad spikes. I can do anything on a railroad, glue anything. I'm just a nut about a railroad spike. Mm. Same way with teeth. So you can do, here's one with teeth oh, and chains. I also love teeth. Love teeth. Yes. I mean, I've had my dentist. I'd go, please save me teeth. <laughs> I got to fight. Huh? 
with one of my dentists about how he would not give me my teeth. And I was very upset about it. Oh, yeah. man. I yeah. just went to an oral surgeon. And he was talking about how he his some of his sisters want container teeth. And I said, sign me up. I want some. Yes, I'm going to hit him hard. But these little vertebrae, these little ribs, um, Katie, would be fabulous. And they are, they hook in really nice. Oh. So you could take any piece that you create and you could make um crossroads and and stuff yeah weave them in i think it'd be killer to do that and um so snake vertebrae is really a lot of fun and they're good to do mixed in with um with other items like so here's here's um during covid i had um i was all making i was boy i was like okay i ain't working a lot so i'm gonna start got to get all my crap out and the whole dining room was full of stuff because I started crafting stuff and I decided to make healthcare workers and so I would read what was going on the week that this was happening and every week so all my all these particular railroad spikes have they all have little blue surgical hats on like mm. a tie do you know around their head their head wraps so they look like they were healthcare workers. They all have, um, usually up front, right under them is a, uh, a little medal of mother Mary. Cause I'm a big mother Mary, of course, you know, helps us with anything that's mm. to help things change. And they all had, I do kind of various hanging down. They all have wings. They have Palo Santo arms because you can burn the arms. See, you can light the arms to help cleanse. And then the whole that's part of the way that the work works. So when whatever week this one and I wrote down why this one was made and the the bones. This one has all kind of keys on it and scissors and clocks like it was time for change. I think this was right towards the end. So I did like thirteen of these. So every month or we I can't even remember. Um, I did one on Floyd, uh, when um, George Floyd died. I did one on Black Lives Matter week. I did one on Pride Week. I did one one. We I had three people pass each week that these people passed. I did a prosperity one, but they're all they all incorporate some type of bone in it for sure. Oh wow, beautiful! It, they're just grounding. Bones are just solid, and they're just gonna help you know make stuff happen. You just mm. can't. You just you just can't know. It's real hard for me to even let go. Like people, my husband go, what are you going to keep all those? You're going to sell them. And I go, oh, no, if I can sell them. And because I got real attached to them all. That's what I was going to ask. What do you do with all of them? I do sell them. Yes. And and I have sold, uh, I sold, I have sold some of these. Yeah. Well, especially if you're like a healthcare worker, I would love to have something like that in there, right? Well, call me up. (laughs) There you go. That's a great idea. And what, um, what a great way to work out like feelings of anxiety and hopelessness. Mm. Like it's a way for you to do something about what is maybe felt like generally something too big for you to do anything about as one person. But, you know, if many people are doing this and having it in the collective consciousness, that's a huge opportunity for change. So it's really inspiring. Tell, like, and tell us ahead. a little bit about the, with that, same idea how the spike Mm. 
Mm. What's the meaning oh. of why this, why you're decorating, why you're embellishing and putting magic onto a railroad spike? Mm. So what is the connection with that? Because I think that's a cool, like... <laughs> Jim knows because Jim has brought me railroad spikes from across the country. <laughs> Everybody does. And I've, I probably, you know, I, I have a whole garden window that I call it the iron window. Cause there's not anything live and it's all, it's all iron. <laughs> it's oh. a lot of spikes and horseshoes and um, old iron for my grandmother. Um, railroad spikes. Oh my gosh. I, I think there's some of the most powerful tools that ever came about. Because they they helped lay the land across this whole country for sure, certainly on the backs of a lot of lot of immigrants and people who worked the railroads, and the spikes were driven into caught to create direction, and then they were also pulled out to redirect. So for me, they're about change, and they're about. Um, how to help redirect or how to nail down whatever your whatever your intention is for that particular work. If this gal right here, the one I just showed you was about um, protection, the spike is going to keep it solid and drive that that home. So I'd put petitions under this spike. I'd burn candles by it. I have one that's all done in purple, for instance, for healing. So it's what they mean to me, but the spike will take on the whole, as I'm making them, will take on the whole, they just become alive mm. and they just create the work. Um, when you use like teeth, for instance, as I was showing you this one, this, I did one that was called tooth and nail. And I did little nails and teeth because on the spike, because it was driving home the thing of, you know, you got to really dig in tooth and nail to get something done. So it's heavy work. You know, that was a real dominating spike. And, I'm, it, it, and, and I think about the connection between like the spike kind of being like a bone, like the rail kind of being mm -hmm. like the bones of our country connecting mm -hmm. it together. Like what's the, the locomotive is on the bones, this mm -hmm. sort of backbone we even talk about the railroad being sort of the backbone of the country, right? Yes. And those spikes are sort of related to that. And this whole idea of being able to do sort of a magical intention on a railroad spike and then using that spike on an intention to spike it. And so you kind of take that work, put your intention and then place that railroad spike on top of your intention or your petition or your whatever you're doing and then be able to really amp it up with that spike and imagine that energy going into your intention and then spreading outward into the real world. It's exactly. really powerful. It's very powerful. Railroad spikes have been in, in conjure forever. And, you know, one of the easiest works to do with railroad spikes is you nail down like your property. So you would, you would drive a spike into the four corners of your property to nail down that this is mine. And um, I always I always say you put a, a silver dime with the spike in the four corners. And then old school was you also urinated on it. So it was, this is mine. Yes. And that's how you nailed the, that was old, first <laughs> old. Go pee railroad. in the corners. Go pee right, in the just corners. like the dog. Yes. It works. It totally does. They also, um, um, 
every one of these, it's like whenever I, and we, I have huge buckets of these in the garage and stuff. And I'll tell my husband, I want to, when I started doing these, I said, I need 13 spikes and we got to make 13 stands. And it, it turns into a huge project here. And he lovingly cleans these spikes. So he has a way that he brushes them off. And then we have to, you know, they have to have a little, um, like it's like a lacquer on it so that I can it, glue to it. So the rust doesn't come through. So the spikes get your, it's called recharging. You're recharging them and you recharge anything when you cleanse it. Right. And then you pray on it and you smoke them all and you all them out. And then they just, they just are, you know, it treasures. And then we, he picks them out, does starts the whole thing for me. And then I have it there. They're, um, they're treasures. I love a railroad spike. So interesting. So <laughs> brief side note about railroad spikes. Uh, we had a um, garage sale like over the summer. And one thing I was giving away was my Thoth tarot deck. Uh, it never really resonated me with me. I always felt like it was very like masculine and kind of just didn't work for me. So I figured, well, maybe somebody will like it. And there you go. Mm -hmm. So I put it out there and a guy came and he was like, oh, really? You're giving this away? And I was like, if it calls to you, it's yours. And so he's like, oh, OK, hold on. We need to do a trade. And so he went into his car and came back out with this, <laughs> ah. this railroad spike. And it was I'm I'm thinking maybe within the week that Jim had showed me his so there you go. And you I, mean the I was one, just wondering how and you mean you the one these? that Auntie Cindy made for me? Yes. Oh, so there you oh, go. We should, we should make you one, Katie. I guess and well, you know, I have a part of it here. So that's good. <laughs> and that's right. If you send it to me, I'll fix, I'll fix you up. You tell me what you want on it. Oh the God. other thing you should do too is, you know, I was just looking at it is I could see, and we always, you'll see people use railroad spikes in, down South and make all kind of, you know, uh, hack racks and all kind of hangings. I never have, but I could see you take when you turn one sideways and then if you like, so yeah. And then if you are, yeah, what's that called horizontally. Mm. And then if you, uh, you could tie things, you could knit crochet things off of it, hanging down in different yes. levels and you could work in some bones, you know, into that piece. So it's sort of, you know, not to sound all macrame or anything, but it. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, but you can also, you can also sew in petitions in it, mm. anything that's hanging and knotted. So I've done that for little children for um, when they're going to um, like baby showers. I would make a long cord and I would all the attendees would write their intentions for the babies on a piece. I'd have paper mm. and we would tie it in and, and it became like a long blessing cord for them and it hangs in their rooms and then as they get older they can read what everybody intended for them you could do the same deal by and it's all with weaving you know i would weave so many different colors of uh of yarn or fabric or whatever make a big old thing mm. you know what i mean 
Yeah. So oh just, my gosh. Oh no, I get all excited when I talk about crafting shit. Uh, we need <laughs> to have a crafting thing. Remember you said a you craft did a noon. Yeah. Well, you should redo that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down. I'm very inspired now. Yeah, I was even thinking like, oh, you could do a shawl where like there's a spine and you use only bones that are spines totally. down the spine. Like, so now I'm just totally beads as bones. All all my brain is buzzing now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I love it. Oh my god. This gosh. has been so much fun. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so one other question I wanted to ask. So mm -hmm. when it comes to your pets, my pet in particular, I love my dog. And I I was like, I want her bones after she's dead because maybe I want to mm -hmm. make it a necklace and I just won't tell anybody it's my dog. Um, but like how do you know how how can one go about that? Do you know if that's something that's actually like easy to do? There's a, um, there's an organization. Um, um, there's a new method. Uh, I think of, you know, how you, they cremate dogs and stuff Well, there's a new method and it's God, I can't think of the name of it to save my life. It's right here in West Seattle though, but it's a type of, um, of boiling kind of, uh, hmm it's organic and it's a nice way of breaking down, but then the bones are left hmm. and you nice. could do that short of you bury them. And then years later you harvest one of my dogs is buried at the foundation of our house. Now I will say though, I have literally a duffel bag in my <laughs> downstairs. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm even saying this <laughs> full of dog hair that I've cut dogs hair. My, I have, I've had five sheets. I have two sheets now, but we've had three that have passed and I would, and I had to cut their hair. I'm their groomer. So I would save their haircuts. Here's Beanie's first haircut. Here's Pinto's first hair. And I would save different haircuts. and this duffel bag of dog hair, because I'd always heard about people knitting hair mm -hmm. sweaters or shawls or whatever. And I wanted my dog and that's as great as could be to me but you could the bones you could incorporate oh. some bones i have feathers from our bird you know i mm. have yeah I've, mm, it's a that's a good call i had their teeth when, oh yeah all of that oh, yeah the, den, the doctor give you the teeth Oh, well, anyway. we'll have to uh, hook you up with one of our prior guests, uh, Amanda Manis, who was doing uh, spinning with pet hair to make yarn Please. to then do all of I that. I want so. her name. <laughs> I've been trying to find you. somebody that does that shit because <laughs> people think I'm not. I had to hide it from my sister when she came. I didn't want her to be embarrassed that I had all this dog hair oh, that no. I've been saving for 25 years. I think you'll love it. that episode that we had with her on. Highly oh. recommend that for your listening enjoyment later. Thank <laughs> you. It'll make you feel so normal. <laughs> <laughs> that episode's fun because we talk about the magical connection, the magical meaning of many different types of animal fur. Mm -hmm. And then we talk uh -huh. about how you can use your own pet's fur in making yarn and how there are um, companies that do that. They weave it in and then they wash it and make it really marvelous. So yeah, it's pretty fun. That is so cool. I yeah. think it's so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Auntie Cindy, we could have you here for hours. I could keep grilling <laughs> you all day long and we could come up with a million amazing crafting ideas, which I think we should do as a side note anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I just really appreciate your time, especially last minute. <laughs> Thank My you. pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Visit 
Auntie Cindy Toto at totomojo.com. And you can order a spike of your own, get an amazing reading, and just check out some of Auntie Cindy's fabulous conjure root work and mm-hmm. and general magic. I am totally in love with Auntie Cindy Toto. And you will be too when you see her. So thank you for being on our podcast and for hanging out with us. I love you so much. Yes. I love you too. And it's so nice to meet you, Katie. Thank you. Um, It was, it's always a pleasure to be with my Jimbo. And I always say he's almost, he was like a second husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'd always want. Yeah. He's my, he's the best. Y'all take care. And um, thank you, Cindy. Stay safe. Get we your will. shots, everybody. If you ain't got a shot, go get a shot. Go get your shots. That's right. Go get your shot. And if if so you want, can... if you need some amazing patterns to knit some bones into, you can get those at Light from Lantern on Instagram or at Katie's website, lightfromlantern.com. And I heard registration for learning palmistry is now open. That's right. Learn more at thedivinehand.com or be sure to hit him up on Instagram at Divine Hand Jim. Yes. Yes. The best. This has been a blast. Ain't nothing <laughs> like it. Yes. All right, everybody. Grim. Until next week, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again soon. Bye, everybody. Ciao. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light From Lantern's YouTube channel.